the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Precast 49 of Sports Talk with Devin Wade Podcast. When I come to you guys solo without my special teams unit, but I think we'll hear from them before the close of 2019. I want to thank you so much for spending part of your time with us and uh, listening to the podcast and making us a part of your podcast diet because most people who listen to one podcast listen to others. So I'm glad to be a part of that and I hope that I enrich your life in some way. I mean, maybe information, maybe entertainment, mostly entertainment, I suspect, but uh, just an outlet for you to uh, listen to while you are on the treadmill, walking around the neighborhood, or in traffic, like I listen to podcasts when I'm stuck in traffic. I um, want to remind you guys, and again, I don't know how you found us, but I'm so glad you have on various uh, social media platforms, including, on, or actually on podcast platforms, and that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Tune in. SoundCloud, anywhere you get your podcast, just Google us and uh, send the links to your friends, subscribe, and of course, most importantly, go to the website, wadeswordproductions.com, that's wadeswordproductions.com, subscribe to the newsletter and you will hear from us as uh, when I send things out, when we send things out, and in addition to that, I want to remind you guys to submit your music if you want to be a part of the show. You will play a portion at the halfway point and the entire track at the end of the show. And in addition to that, uh, just want you to know that we need to be radio edit and the genre does not matter. And we have a little Christmas music coming up for you guys. So Christmas stuff is coming up. I'm excited about that. I mean, yeah, we'll get into that. First and foremost, let me let me skip all of that and get right into what you're going to hear in Briefcast 49. Uh, of course, we'll get into some headlines, some baseball, some basketball, some uh, college football, uh, NFL stuff, all whatever. We have some headlines coming up for you. And then we're going to get into not only who was nice, but who was D-nice. Then we'll get into this or that. That's when we uh, sort of give you two choices and you tell me this one or that one. And then we'll get into the We the People segment. Now, the We the People segment is when we scan the phone lines, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade sports line. Now, that's 832 941 Six six one four. Trying to change the cadence so you guys can remember. Call and give me your comment about anything and everything. We'll see uh, what messages we have and who commented, and uh, I'll respond. And we hope to get more of those. We like to be as interactive as we can. After that, we will go to the break. Come back with what's brand new. We'll get into still called the blues. We will do some birthdays. Birthdays. Haven't done those in a while. We may uh, throw some birthdays in there. And the Lamont Award for the big dummy of the podcast. And, of course, before I let go. So, that's what's coming up. Hope you can hang in. Skip around and try a different segment. And, uh, you know, get into it. And delve into it. And, of course, I know you're talking back at the speaker saying, hey, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Or, amen, brother, I know exactly what you're talking about. Whatever the case may be, give us a call sometimes, 832-941-6614. With that, let's get into some headlines. Headlines. 
in headlines. There is so much going on in the world of sports. I'm talking about baseball, college football, basketball, NBA doing their thing. Big upset in college basketball. Texas Tech, we have uh, some folks out in West Texas that listen to us on Lubbock. Texas Tech with a big win over number one Louisville last night. Or Louisville. Louisville. Have to say it right. Uh, so big win for them. Even though they were unranked, this is a team that went to the Final Four last year. So they know how to win. At least some some of the the parts left over from last year know how to win. But in addition to that, you talk a little bit about the the NFL. We'll get uh, heavy into the NFL and Major League Baseball. Uh, one day. Steven Strasburg signs a seven-year, $245 million deal. Then the very next day, less than 24 hours, Gary Cole, nine years, $324 million. Now, just, let's go back to this. First of all, I cannot get over the Astros losing the World Series, and they're about to get hit hard. Uh, Major League Baseball has interviewed over 60 people investigating the sign stealing, the technology around taping and the, giving the information to the batters. Uh, you'll hear more about that in the coming months, I suspect, and it won't be very good news for the folks here in Houston. But if you look at the Washington Nationals, they had two key free agents that they had to think about resigning or attempt to resign. Uh, Rendon, Rendon is still out there, but Strasburg is signed. And you know, I think one pitcher's making $35 million, another's making $35 million, another's $20 million. So you're looking at about a $90 million starting rotation. That's the starting three. You have a couple more you need to add to that rotation. So the money is just bananas. So think about that the next time you buy a $25 hamburger and uh, at the ballpark and pay $75 to park and another whatever it takes to get in and buying a beer for you know $45. This is what you're paying for. But again, is you know, I'm no knock the guys. I won't knock the hustle. Uh, although if they if they agreed to cut their salaries and have would the owners can the owners would the owners consider cutting the price of tickets and uh, and uh, <laughs> concessions in half? No, I don't think so. Not gonna happen. The merch, you think the merch will get get a little bit cheaper? I don't think so. So, bully for them, good for them. Those guys, three guys making ninety million dollars, and that's not even the Yankees. Gary Cole joins the Yankees, and they uh, automatically. Uh, are the favorites. I saw something. Someone posted on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page that the Astros are thinking about trading Carlos Correa. I hope not. I hope they don't. I hope they keep this party going. We remember the bad old days. You couldn't even get them on local television. Had They, they couldn't work out a local television deal. And they were losing 100 games a year. So, no, keep the party going. Uh, I mean, I was here for the end of the Rockets, 96. We were close, and then after that, it just said, "Hey, that was that's when it all it all fell apart." We don't want to live through that again. But, I mean, obviously, it's inevitable. Sports is cyclical, but that's going on. So baseball is bananas as always. College football playoffs are set, and guess what? Jalen Hurts, Houston product, he's in the playoff, the college football playoff. Alabama isn't. I wonder what odds you could have gotten for that in Vegas in uh, August. <laughs> what, what, what would those odds have been had you made a bet that, that Jalen Hurts would make it, but Alabama wouldn't? Uh, probably not as bad. I mean, you probably wouldn't have won as much as you think. Because, again, the SEC is the SEC, but a lot of people believe in the, the myth of Alabama and the myth 
of uh, the mystique of a, a Nick Saban. So not the myth. They're the real deal, but the mystique of Alabama and the mystique of Nick Saban. But nonetheless, Jalen Hurts and his Oklahoma uh, Sooners, which I can, you know, hey, from Texas, we we don't like the, those uh, boomers or those Sooners or those Okies, whatever we call them. I don't know. But we don't like them. But nonetheless, they made it, and good for them. They will face LSU. That's going to be a great matchup. These playoffs are going to be wonderful. And I don't even really get a lot in the college football. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Ohio State and, the Clemson, and Clemson are the other two teams that are in. We'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, the Rockets lose the appeal to the NBA. Went to the NBA, and, and the NBA, again, they said, hey, yeah, you're right. We should have reviewed the slam dunk. And if you don't, we talked about this last episode. Rockets were up 13. James Harden on a breakaway dunk, slams it, goes through the hole, goes through the net, but it, it sort of went through the net in a weird way, and it, it sort of did a, a 360 and ended up on top of the basket but didn't go in. Harden reacted like he thought he missed it. The referees did miss it, and uh, Mike D'Antoni wanted to appeal. They wouldn't allow him to appeal. Well, the NBA says, well, we screwed up. You're right. We missed the call. Not only did we miss the call. It should have been reviewable. We should have done that, but we didn't do it. <laughs> so when you don't do it, guess what? We're not going to replay the last seven minutes and 51 seconds. We're not going to do that. We're not going to award you to win. We're going to say, hey, my bad. But <laughs> this was the weird part. But you had enough time to come back and win, which that is that's so stupid to say for the NBA. <laughs> hey, look, you had time. Well, maybe they did. But they shouldn't have needed the time. They, they didn't need the time. They would have went up 15. So, no. NBA, shame on you. I don't know how you can make amends for missed calls and you want the human element involved, but you can't miss a slam dunk. That's ridiculous. Not with 8 billion cameras and camera phones and all this technology. You spend millions of dollars for all of this technology. You got microphones on the basket so we can hear the swish when it goes in. We can do all of that. But you, you can't tell me then when something is a made basket or not. We have a problem. I don't know what I wanted as a solution. I don't think I wanted much, but I certainly don't want the NBA to say, well, hey, man, I was bad, but you had enough time to make that thing work. No, that, that's not how we're going to do that. So in addition to that, the New England Patriots are cheating again. Uh, investigation underway as some camera crew from New England Patriots organization filmed the Cincinnati Bengals sideline for eight minutes. Eight minutes. Now, this team lost Sunday, and they got three bad calls. Three bad calls, the missed touchdown, the what might have been a fumble. Well, it was a fumble by Travis Kelsey, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, picked up by Stephon Gilmore. Could have been taken to the house, maybe. If not, I mean, it would have been further along. It would have been a lot closer than it ended up being. Uh, that was missed. Uh, a first down was m missed that was contested by Bill Belichick. He contested two things and lost both of them and then couldn't, uh, could not appeal a missed touchdown call. And I mean, this is some bad calls. Bad calls, and they end up losing the game. But guess what? Your leg legacy started on a bad call. Yeah, the tuck rule game. Everybody knows New England never should have went to the first Super Bowl. Should have been the Raiders. Know that. We know that. So don't, I will not cry for you, New England. As far as uh, them cheating, I don't know. It's too early to tell. I know they'll probably sweep this one under the rug. But, you know, that's why people hate New England. You want to know why? 
if you have landed from outer space and you want to know why does most of America hate the New England Patriots? And well, A, look at their fans. B, <laughs> look at all of the, the trappings of this, uh, this evil empire. I won't say that, but I mean, whatever. I, we'll see. If I had to lean on cheating, it's hard not to, you know. Hey, it's almost like when you, when you own papers, if you had a brush with the law, and then you go hang in a car full of guns and weed, you know, well, that's not my guns, not my weed. I was just riding. Well, <laughs> okay, but this happens to you four or five times, deflate gate, spy gate. Taping the, they got sanctioned for taping what the Jets a few years ago. I mean, so it's it's smoky as hell. If it, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a hell of a that's a it's a just a smoke stack coming out of New England. But I won't say that they cheated. I don't know. And in other news, a lot of coaching changes, college football, a lot of basketball stuff going on. There's a lot going on. But with that, we have to look at last weekend, and not only who was nice. But who was D nice? That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Let's talk about who was D nice, both players and teams around the NFL. Austin Eckler on a team I picked to go to the Super Bowl. They've fallen woefully short of that. A Just a disappointing season for the Los Angeles Chargers. But Austin Eckler has been the man. He's done work all season long. Uh, none better than on Sunday where he had 112 yards receiving on four receptions. And then he added another 100 yards, 101 yards rushing on just eight carries in a dominating game over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now you look at Jameis Winston. He could be on the Blues list or on the D-Nice list. This dude is my favorite player to watch because you just don't know what he's going to do. He threw for four touchdowns and three interceptions. Now think about this. He had 12 incompletions, but he had seven passes that either went for touchdowns or interceptions. This dude was 33 or 45 for 456 yards. They got a win. I don't know what this guy is. I don't know if he's feast or famine or both, but he's the most entertaining player in the NFL to watch, probably aside from Lamar Jackson, but he was D-nice on Sunday. Ryan Tannehill, look, this guy is head of a streaking Tennessee Titans team. He was 21 of 27 for 391 yards, three touchdowns, and one INT. He's 6-1 and one as a starter. People thought his career was over, and why I signed with Tennessee? I said that, but he's uh, filled in for Marcus Mariota, who was ineffective for most of the season. And since then, the ten Tennessee Titans are doing work. Emmanuel Sanders, seven receptions for 157 yards and what touchdown for the San Francisco 49ers as uh, he got going and the 49ers beat the Saints. And uh, also, when you talk about individuals, not on the NFL level, but again, on the college level, Houstonian Jalen Hurts from Channelview High School left Alabama, really carried himself and conducted himself with a ton of dignity, but he transferred, went to Oklahoma. They uh, thought they were out of it, but Utah let him back in with a loss, and now he will be playing in the college football playoffs 
and uh, he'll have a tall task versus LSU. But he got in, and Alabama didn't. When you talk about teams, the San Francisco 49ers with the biggest win of the weekend, 48-46 win in the most entertaining game over the New Orleans Saints on the road. Jimmy Garoppolo, four touchdowns in that, that slugfest. And George Kittle were probably one of the best plays in the uh, NFL this season with that run that set up the game-winning field goal. The Rams, big win over Seattle. We thought they were done. We've been talking about their demise, but they came back and won a huge game over Seattle. The Tennessee Titans, like I said, winners of four straight, six and one since Ryan Tannehill has been the man at the helm at quarterback. And finally, Kansas City, did they redeem themselves from the playoff loss last year? No, not really, but they were D-nice. All of these teams and all of these players were D-nice. With that, let's go to a segment that we call We the People. In the We the People segment, we check the Sports Talk with Devin Wade sports line at 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. Let's check the line and see who called in. Hey, Devin, this is Yale from Lubbock, Texas. Man, when I saw you posted the question of uh, who's better out of the Texans and Steelers, I really hated to touch this question because I'm a Texans fan through and through. But, you know, I think sometimes we got to take an objective look at our team. And right now, man, our, uh, with Bill O'Brien, our team is definitely underachieving. I mean, we have the top receiver in the game, in my opinion, with DeAndre. We got the top supporting cast with Fuller, Stills, and Kuti. And um, Bill O'Brien's offense is just bland, and he's not able to get it done. We've basically been given a stake, and he's not seasoned it undercooked it and just not uh, use the resources he has. And on the flip side of things, you got Mike Tomlin, who's basically, you know, no offense to the players, but he basically has a practice squad offense and, you know, he's going out there and, and they're 8-5 and five too. Uh, I mean, he's basically been giving ramen noodles, but to the serving of bland, you know, he's put the boiled eggs on top, threw a little pork shoulder on there with the green onions and and he's made a good meal out of it. And although I think the Texans would win in a single series elimination game, I think the Steelers are the better team because of their head coach. But I don't think it has to be all bad because John Harbaugh is, isn't going to get replaced. So I think uh, if we can get Greg Roman over here, I think it would be good for Houston. <laughs> Thanks so much, EL, for checking in. Not not the pork shoulder. I mean, first of all, I love the, the food references. Sort of hungry after that one. But but not the pork shoulder and the green onions and the egg. And when he said the, the ramen noodles, I was thinking the, the prison spread. You know how they, they say those fellas in prison can hook up those ramen noodles. But no, instead he's talking about the pork shoulder. But, you know, I, I feel exactly the same way. On the surface, it seems like the Texans would be better. But all of a sudden, uh, as this season sort of winds down, winds down, and uh, sort of uh, get, draws to a conclusion, uh, Pittsburgh is rounding in shape. They made the trade for Mika Pitch, uh, Fitzpatrick, and hey, now they're down to uh, Duck Hodges as quarterback. And uh, we'll get more into that because that's one of the questions in the this or that segment that's coming up right after this. Let's see who else uh, checked in. Hi, Devin. This is Melissa. I was calling about the Texans game today. 
I just wondered where were the Texans today? Did they even show up? What happened? I don't understand why the Texans didn't show up today. What happened? Why were they not playing? Who was calling the plays? Were they even calling the plays? Was anybody watching what was going on in the field? It just didn't seem like anything was coming together. Thanks so much, Melissa. And I think you can hear in her voice the frustration that many, many people feel with the Houston Texans. And, and people talk about, oh, fair weather fans. And, and although, yeah, Houston, we're not Philly fans. We're not New York fans. We're not Cubs fans. We're not We're not like those deep East Coast fandoms. Uh, but, you know, because, again, I think, I think for a lot of reasons, I think, Hey, we a we have other things to do, and if you're not gonna bring it, then why am I gonna continue to, to you know waste my energy on this? If you're not if you're not invested, why am I gonna invest? So I, I think that's part of it. And I think the other part of it is we are an astute fan base. We know and recognize BS when we see it. <laughs> so we're not going to keep falling for it. So while you guys go to the games and boo and, and do all the things you do, uh, we just move around here in Houston. But you can see and hear or you can hear the frustration Melissa has. I mean, I think she speaks for a lot of fans when you look at that performance from the Houston Texans versus the Denver Broncos on Sunday. So just a very frustrating thing. And if we're going to talk about uh, the Texans in Denver uh, and Pittsburgh and all of those things that we posted those questions on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page, we might as well get into a segment that we call This or That. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. In this or that segment, we get into uh, asking you guys a question. Usually, I post those questions on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page on Facebook. You can join the group or the fan page in addition to that. And then, you know, as uh, time goes by, I'll be posting more of those questions on the website directly. And on occasion, we do those questions, but uh, we'll start to do those uh, more frequently on the website. But this time out, I asked three questions, three different questions. I asked about the number one seed in the college football playoff. Should it be LSU or Ohio State? And, of course, we're down here in the South. So uh, we're not that far from, what, 90 minutes from uh, Louisiana? And uh, we have a strong Louisiana influence uh, in these parts. And since this is a Houston-centric show, although we have folks living uh, all over the country and all over the world who listen, um, most of the folks who participate are from right here in Houston. And so it's not a huge surprise that LSU should be the number one seed, according to people. I wonder, though, do you think that uh, Clemson is being sort of dissed in all of this? Are they flying under the radar? I will say this. I am extremely excited for these playoffs. I don't comment and watch a, a whole lot of football. Love the SEC. The Big 12, you know, I am a big old school guy, and I, I'm a get-off-my-lawn kind of guy. Kind of, oh, why did they mess things up? And they really have messed things up in a lot of ways in college football because Football, college football really was about traditions. And if you think about it, some of these geographic uh, inclusions of some of these institutions and some of these conferences, this makes no sense. It was all done for money. The money grab in football kind of removed and broke up the sort of the traditional stuff. I mean, of course, Southwest Conference and uh, A&M and Texas not playing, U of A sort of being excluded from the entire thing, and, and Nebraska and Oklahoma not playing every year anymore just some of the great rivalries i mean you have Rutgers in the what in the acc or what is what what are they in no in the big 10 like well i don't some of these things don't even make sense to me 
So I'm, I've checked out of that. Not to mention the fact that they exploit the student athletes and they have to find a way now with the billions of dollars that are involved to get um, payment, money, money's paid to some of these student athletes somehow, some way. Again, I know this Title IX to contend with and other things. So, you know, I know that there are obstacles to that. But anyway, so I asked the folks, LSU or Ohio State, you guys unanimously said LSU I agree I think LSU they have done everything uh, that they should have done to become the number one seed and I'm happy for Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma I think it's going to be a great game I think Oklahoma Clemson is going to be a great game and you know I always lament the fact that a few years ago uh, the Big 12 I really almost didn't get in and I lament the fact that a few years ago, Baylor and TCU sort of got dissed in that whole thing and it got real political. Ohio State went on to win a national championship, but they never should have really been there in the first place. So the politics of the room is, is something else. So, you know, we will watch it, I think. And the other thing that bothers me is just this long wait between games. It's almost like it doesn't almost doesn't count. I think it's a month before uh, they will play the semifinals and then two weeks for the national championship game, it's too much. It's no, it's too much. No, no, just keep playing. Find a way to make this thing speed up, or play the bowl games after, or, or hurry up and play the the semifinal. I don't know, but do something. This, this is just not working, and they do it all for money. And so by the time all this stuff happens, I'll be way into NFL playoffs. My mind will be somewhere else. I won't even be thinking about this as much. Um, but for those of you who love college football, hey, this is right up your alley. So the second question was, who is uh, the better? eight and five football team now this was an unlikely question maybe three weeks ago a month ago for sure you will be like oh no this is a no-brainer is it the houston texans or the pittsburgh steelers well you guys voted and you said 58 percent by the uh, margin of 58 to 42 percent you guys said it was the texans the texans are better and, and you would think yes on paper they have to be I mean, you do have, uh, on this team, you have one of the best receivers in the game in DeAndre Hopkins. You have a top five quarterback in Deshaun Watson, or at least top ten, depending on what, what you feel like, what your, whatever your vote is. You have everything in place. You don't have work in the, uh, you don't play in the toughest division in the world. And so I, I just don't, I don't I mean, you, you would say, if just if I just ask you without really breaking this thing down, yeah, of course it's the Texans. But all of a sudden, eight and five the Pittsburgh Steelers. This team is doing this with a third string quarterback. Juju Smith Schuster's been hurt. Uh James Conner has been hurt. Le'Veon Bell is in New York. Antonio Brown is somewhere having a rant, a rant and rave and sort of a, some sort of middle breakdown. So yeah, you know, you would think, I man, how is Mike Tomlin getting this done? And I'm so happy for him, by the way, because he's been dissed for so long. But this guy is taking this patchwork team and and put them in a position where they will likely make the playoffs and you know maybe they'll be an easy out maybe they won't but you have your quarterback named duck i never know who i didn't know who duck hodges was but he lo and behold he's their starting quarterback no ben roethlisberger who got hurt early in the year for the season so i think the better coach is mike tom i think the better organization is pittsburgh steelers if they played a game Man, it kind of depends on what Sunday. You just don't know what the Texans are going to do. I, I I don't know. I just don't believe in them, and I don't think the city of Houston believes in them. 
And people get mad. Oh, well, you, you're hating on your team. No, I just, you don't know what they are. I think their offense is sneaky, ineffective. <laughs> I mean, people have this perception. Oh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, you got this exciting receiver. Well, really, three exciting receivers when you talk about Will Fuller and Kenny Steeles and DeAndre Hopkins. And you have this electrifying quarterback. You have, uh, you know, sort of running back by committee. They're doing work. But yet, they go, you know, long stretches without, without scoring and being effective. And they just got destroyed Sunday. And it was just an embarrassing thing. You just cannot stand prosperity. So I will, I think I will go with the Steelers. I don't know. If they played each other, I would have to take the Texans, I think. I, would, I, I don't know. I, I don't mean the, the likelihood of them meeting up in the, in the playoffs. It's not that far off i think the the texans uh, may hope they will host a uh, wild card game i don't know we'll have to see but uh, we may find out in a few weeks let's see if pittsburgh can keep it up and finally i asked you guys is tom brady done being a super bowl caliber quarterback 71 percent of you guys said yes and lo and behold kevin allen <laughs> the silver fox and 29 percent of you guys said no he's not done I think that yeah, if he can't do what he used to do and elevate uh, the cast around him, I think that they have, you know, sort of not a really good receiving core. They tried to do some things to make it better. They brought in, they had Josh Gordon. They brought in Antonio Brown. They brought in Muhammad Sanu. Uh, of course, you lose Gronkowski. You still have Edelman and a cast of nobodies. But, you know, on the flip side, you know, he got all the praise and all the credit when they didn't have, they had no name receivers before. Name, in your mind right now, name five, five New England wide receivers doing this 18-year run or whatever and, and don't, and take away Randy Moss and, and tell me how many you can name. Take away Randy Moss, take away Chad Johnson, he didn't play that long. Ocho Zingo, no, he doesn't, he doesn't count. So, you and now you tip, you got, take Edelman, Randy Moss off the list. And now you tell me, give me five receivers during this run. So if you're going to give him credit for making no-name receivers superstars or making the most out of them, and, and, you know, it doesn't matter who's the receiver, he can get it done. If you're going to give him credit for that, then, you know, give him blame for this. I think they're an effective uh, running team. I think that they don't have guys that can get over open, but he's not throwing guys open either, anymore either, and he will not hang in the pocket very much. I've been saying for years now that uh, he is done. Now it looks like he finally is done, but you guys say uh, you agree with me, but uh, 29% of you said no. So uh, that's it for this or that. With that, let's go to a brief timeout where we will hear some music from Terry Donald after we hear a word from a couple of our sponsors. want to remind you guys, if you want to underwrite us, uh, hit us up uh, on the uh, website. Hit me up on social media or, or Devin at WadesWorldProductions.com. Reach out to me some way, any way you want to, and we'll, uh, we'll work something out. And you, too, can have the thousands of people who tune into this podcast listen and support your uh, your product your service whatever because hey i will tell you this we have some folks who are very loyal and they roll with your boy so if you they you roll with us they'll roll with you guys so with that gonna take time i'll come back with part two of the sports talk with devin wade podcast on apple podcast spotify tune in soundcloud or ktsuradio.com 
Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. First Noel, the angels did say, was a certain poor shepherd, and feels as they Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, and that is the music of Terry Donald. Sounds good. Sounds like really, really nice music. And I don't never asked, but and I may have mentioned this before, but she sounds uh like she's influenced, or at least she's similar to, without imitating, she sounds a lot like Angie Stone. Just and, and even the the vocal sort of arrangement with the background vocals, good st- sounding stuff, and uh, hopefully helps you get ready for the holidays. You can hear the entire track at the end of this podcast, so you can get to enjoy the whole song. We've heard from her before, and uh, now we hear some Christmas music from her. With that, it is time to get into a segment that we call "What's Brand New." Brand new, brand new, brand new. What's brand new with me is I am sort of reviewing what we have done in 2019. And this is where I can ask you guys for your help. And I want you to tell me some of the things that have stood out in 2019. And I wanted to know who are your, who's your, the biggest Lamont Award. I'm going to get the Lamont Award of the year to the biggest big dummy of the year. I mean, we've had a lot of dummies. And if you need help, go back to uh, wagewordproductions.com or wherever you get your podcast and go back and listen to some of the Lamont Award recipients. And I, I want to hear from you guys. I want to do a sort of a year-end thing, and we're coming up on the uh, end of the new year. I will tell you how many shows we've done, how many hours of programming we provided, and I'll give you a list of our guests in 2019. So we're building up to a big 2020, but I need your help for that hopefully you guys getting geared up for christmas i do have some shirts and i want to do them i can do them online if you really want one online if you really want to order one online 
just reach out to me. But instead of that, I'm going to do some remotes in and around the greater Houston area. And if I do that, I want you guys to come out and get them directly from me. And we can have a good time. I am uh, also having some um, some beer mugs uh, that will be done with the uh, Sports Talk with Devin Wade logo. And we may work some fun things out with that on a remote somewhere. So in addition to all of that, uh, please, please um, tell me what are the merchandise you might like. I mean, what what would you what would you like? Uh, because again, we're doing these things not only to so you guys can represent the podcast you can also support the podcast in that way so uh, if there's some merch you want let me know we try to can we can try to make that happen so with that let's get to a segment that we call still called the blues in a still called the blues segment you know how we talk about who was d nice this is the undenice. These are the people who are just the polar opposite of being denice. These are the teams and players. If who, if you didn't feel like a loser before, you'll definitely feel like one after we remind you of some of these statistics. Let's start with the individuals. Gardner Minshew, 24-37, 162 yards passing in a blowout loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. That's 4.4 yards per pass. That is absolutely horrible. That is terrible. Not to be outdone the GOAT in some people's opinion many people's opinion Tom Brady 19 for 36 169 yards one touchdown and one interception for an anemic offense in New England and you want to talk about players let's talk just about players who are just really really blues worthy these guys gave you the blues Nikhil Harry one reception Jacoby Myers one reception Muhammad Sanu one reception you know who all those guys are that's the New England Patriots receiver receiving core. That's exactly who those guys are, and they will give you the blues. We've talked about it, and we can talk about that in the weeks to come, how sort of anemic that offense is with those receivers and a aging Tom Brady who can't carry those guys. When you talk about teams, the team that has given us the biggest bout of the blues, the Houston Texans. You let the Denver Broncos come in here and blow you out. The game was over at halftime. This was absolutely horrible. This is just another nail in the coffin for those who just don't the the death of belief in the Texans because even if you root for them and you want them to win you can't do that you've heard the frustration from Melissa that's most Houston Texans fans we have the blues or they have the blues let's not put me in that mix but the state of Texas doesn't perform any better when you go up north the Dallas Cowboys losers of three straight we have maybe have forgotten about it since it was last Thursday but this is bad this is really really bad and yet they still have an opportunity to get things done and get to the playoffs. I don't think they'll do much. I think Jason Garrett is dead coach walking, but nonetheless, you can still have the blues. You can have the blues until you beat Philadelphia as you stumble towards the finish line with maybe a, a sub 500 record to get you into the playoffs. We'll have to see how that goes. The Indianapolis Colts 6 and 7, they fall to 6 and 7 after losing to a 6 and 7 Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. The Colts are a team that uh, many people thought would win the AFC South after a big win on the road in the playoffs last season. Hey, they were supposed to come in and take the next step. Well, they haven't. And of course, we are over the fact that 
Andrew Luck is retired. And even for a week or two, Jacoby Brissett was the all the rage around the NFL. He was the next big thing uh, for a couple of weeks there. I mean, since Lamar Jackson has run away with that. But nonetheless, they go into Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was 1-4 and four at home. Jameis Winston throws the ball everywhere, <laughs> anywhere and everywhere. He's my guy. But you're supposed to go on the road and beat that team if you are a AFC South contending team and you weren't. That gives everybody the blues. The New England Patriots, hey, you keep losing big games. We talked about the offense. You have lost over the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you can recover this time. I know we have written you off a thousand times just like Jason and Friday the 13th, but this time I think it's real. I think it's over. And uh, we'll have to see if Bill Belichick, the greatest coach ever, <laughs> with the help of his uh, his cameras and his, uh, his film crew, can get the New England Patriots back into it. They have a game on the road to the with the Cincinnati Bengals. They should win that one. But right now, this time of year, for the first time in a long time, New England Patriots fans still have the Blues. And finally, you run Ron Rivera out of town. Riverboat Ron got run. And the Carolina Panthers still could not come up with a victory. And they, of course, still have the Blues. All of these teams and players and all of their fan bases, you know what? You <laughs> You have to feel bad because it's still called the blues. And it's still called them blues, y'all. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. There are a lot of folks who are disappointed with the New England Patriots, but you can't kill them until they're actually dead in the playoffs. I think we're getting towards the end, at least uh, maybe the end of the Tom Brady era. And also, the, like I said, the Indianapolis Colts and the Texans, nobody wants to win the NFC East or the AFC South. I don't know what to make of it. But with that, let's go to a segment we haven't done in a while. Let's wish some folks some very happy birthday. want to wish some athletes some happy birthdays. I mean, we gotten away from this. We used to do it once in a while. Uh, but happy, happy birthday to Bob Pettit, NBA MVP, 1959 and 1956. I don't know. I don't remember him. He's before my time, but he's a name that I've heard my entire life as a basketball fan. John Randall of the Creative Face Paint and a NFL Hall of Famer. He is from Texas. He went to what? Texas and I think he had a birthday. Happy, happy birthday to him. Mark Aguirre Happy birthday to him. And, of course, I want to send shouts out to one of my best friends in the world, Haywood Jeffries. Happy, happy birthday to him. Of course, Haywood played many, many years in the NFL, most of those with the Houston Oilers. Uh, many folks still remember and love the Houston Oilers. I met him and when I was a young reporter, and we were in training camp in San Antonio, and I said to him, I said, hey, man. Uh, well, no, I didn't say, hey, man. I said, excuse me, sir. Can I ask you a few questions about training camp so far? He said, I'll tell you what. Come to the Bombay Bicycle Club and I'll answer any questions that you have. And uh, ever since then, we've been hanging out for many, many years. We have went on quite a journey as boys and, of course, his daughter's my goddaughter. It's been many, many years, but happy, happy birthday to him. My man Ray Miller, great friend, good supporter, big time supporter of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, Astros fan number one. He's the guy. He lived he, for years. He's lived and died with the Astros. Happy birthday to him! And finally, last but first, my nephew Caleb. Man, I cannot believe this guy is getting to be six years old. He's getting to be a big guy. And happy, happy birthday to him, Kim. I mean, just man, he is the next generation of uh, the Wades, and of course. 
course, he has a lot of my my father's ways. I mean, a lot of his dad's ways as well. But a lot of he's sort of a throwback and a reminder of uh, my father who's passed away. But happy birthday to Caleb, man! And I just need to make sure we hang out a lot more. But happy birthday to him! I will be at your party this weekend, and of course, in a couple of weeks, we'll be uh, celebrating the birthday of the big guy. You know what I'm talking about. You know, but nonetheless, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Just for the birthday, people. That, of course, is the voice of my nephew, Caleb. Love both my nephews, Caleb and Eli, and my niece, Abigail. But for Caleb, man, he came along at the right time, right before my father passed away. My father was able to live through his first birthday. He was he was diagnosed with illness. He made it to his birth, and he tried to make it through his uh, to his first birthday. He did, and uh, that was special for him, and he's a special guy to all of us, as well as Eli and Abigail. But it's uh, Caleb's birthday so i want to do that for him want to remind you guys if you have a birthday coming up hit me up you can hit me on the website wagewordproductions.com or on social media reach out to me and you might hear your name on a future podcast and of course from time to time we'll do some athletes birthdays as well so with that let's go to a segment that we call the lamana world i don't want to wish you no bad luck but I hope your ship sinks with no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award, of course, goes to the big dummy of the podcast. But you know what? The trappings around this Lamont Award were kind of serious because, of course, we know the flu is a very serious thing. In 2019, over 2,000 people already have died from the flu or flu-related illness. So that's nothing to joke about. And the New York Jets, they didn't joke about it either and when their star running back Le'Veon Bell said he had the flu hey they took it serious and gave him three days off he missed a couple days of practice and because he was contagious he missed the Saturday walkthrough they didn't want him around and that's understandable because Le'Veon Bell is in the first year of a four-year 52 million dollar contract he of course he sat out an entire year and left the Pittsburgh Steelers he's one of the better running backs in the entire NFL when he was at the top of his game and he you know again he's missed a couple of practices and uh, a walkthrough and that's understandable but this season has been a very disappointing season for him so far this season he has not rushed for more than 70 yards in a game and he's uh he has 55 receptions which is second on the team so that's good but he has 589 yards rushing but you know the important thing is that he gets well when you get sick, you attend to it, you rest, you get plenty of liquids, you seek medical advice, which I'm sure he did several times over. But what he did do was after he missed walkthrough and his team had a game on Sunday, Le'Veon Bell went bowling. He went bowling. Yes, 
the big thing about it is he went bowling in orange pants. <laughs> I don't know if that part makes him a big dummy or not, but he did go bowling in orange pants. He said, oh, well, you know, I was feeling better. The family was around. Everybody was in town because they thought I had a game the next day, so they wanted to go bowling. So you were too contagious to go to practice. You were too contagious and sick to play in the game the next day, but you went bowling? Now, you know, if I guess you do you really blame? the players if the teams allowed him to get away with this I think the New York Jets they of course they've said hey he didn't violate team rules it wasn't a big deal but it is it's a big deal when uh, in that locker room guys put their bodies and their lives on the line to uh, to win games and to make money make money that they can feed their families with and live on and when one of your teammates one of the guys that you roll with doesn't show up that's kind of a big deal and if it's me and I'm the New York Jets, I have to find some rule that he violated because that's just not. Come on, man. In good faith, we told you to take a couple days off, but you, you know, you want to go bowling? You're Le'Veon Bell, man. People are going to know who you are. That's not the right thing to do, even if you went bowling in your own bowling alley at your palatial estate. But nonetheless, because you went bowling, you bowled a 252, so bully for you. But after you were a premier back in this league, you couldn't fulfill your promise this season with the New York Jets. I mean, just a disappointing season. I told you it was a mistake. Should have stayed with Pittsburgh. You guys should have mended defenses. You didn't come out ahead with your contract track and that's a whole entirely different situation life in new york was supposed to be bigger and better and it's not and because you went bowling when your teammates needed you a five and eight new york jets team needed you you and your team are big dummies you big dummy <laughs> and I get it. Okay, so Le'Veon Bell, you were sick, and maybe it's reasonable for him to get out of the house and move around a little bit after being sick for a couple of days. But you are out till one in the morning bowling. Come on, man, you have to do better than that. You you had this organization commit fifty two million dollars to you over four years, and you're supposed to be, if not the face of the franchise, because of Sam Darnold, you're supposed to be uh, the face of the franchise. B. I mean, you're really important to that team, and it's important that you're there and that you're supporting your teammates. But you weren't, and again, that was not the thing to do And good riddance if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have to look at this and say, okay, that's a good deal. But with that, before I let go. Hey, before I let go, hey, reach out to me. Call 832-941-6614. Give me your thoughts on the big dummy of the year or things that have stood out to you in 2019 for our big wrap-up show. If you have any comments on anything sports-related, please reach out to me. And again, wadesworthproductions.com. Subscribe. In addition to that, on Facebook, Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. And, of course, on Twitter at Wadesword. All those ways to reach out to me. Please do so and make this as interactive as possible, and I will keep you guys in the loop on all that is going on. I want you guys to have a tremendous week. I look forward to hearing from you. Going to leave you with some Terry Donald. Want to make sure we say that. Terry Donald with the first Noel, the complete version of the song coming up. Enjoy that, and as always, have a great day. First Angels did say
was a certain poor shepherd in fields as they
the first Noel. Born is the King of Israel. It's the first Noel. It's the first Noel.